0: Hello and welcome back to the rewind i'm josh and this is a podcast where i watch a bunch of movies and talk about them with my friends today's episode is about honk for jesus save your soul joining us today he dusted off his italian brand dress shoes just for this it's mo out mo thank you for being here
1: thanks for having me I'm, i look good in my sunday best i, I really like to, <laughs> to show out
0: you know i know i mean i guess one day you can only hope to have like you know a fraction of the suits that are on display in this movie i mean that would be oh super gosh. super fun for me as a lawyer to walk into a courtroom with um you know some are Ar- Ar- armani or some whatever you know but uh i want what one can dream um <laughs> i think i think that closet is like worth like five times my salary um, Oh god like the prada <laughs> suits like the, i know <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. i know yeah i mean um and our, our, our friend elijah worked on this movie as a colorist and i i I, I, I should have i should have touched base with them on this as like man what was it like to deal with all those uh colors in that closet not that i really <laughs> understand exactly uh if a color should have anything to do with that there's no visual effects really in that part of the movie necessarily but you know right. uh, it's a very colorful movie in parts uh uh hunk for jesus save your soul uh tells the story of pastor lee curtis childs played by sterling k brown and his wife uh first first lady trinity played by the great regina hall they run a Southern Baptist mega church in Atlanta called Wonder to Greater Paths. They had a we are kind of dropped in at a point where we are quickly caught up to speed on the fact that they had a very large following. They they made tons of money. They had all the nicest suits and dresses and hats, as Mo and I already alluded to. Uh, they, uh, they, 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 private planes, they had the massive mansion, whole nine yards. They made a ton of money off of this, um, off of this church and, uh, just having a massive 25,000 person congregation basically. And, uh, you know, at a certain point there's a scandal and involving Lee. And I think I, 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 don't, I can't exactly remember the exact point of the movie, but we know it involves several, uh, actually, I don't even want to go there. there. There's a scandal involving him. And, uh, the, the movie slowly tells you what that scandal is about and at some point they had to close the church for the better part of a year and the church is uh at some point they figured out the time is right for a comeback and they're going to relaunch the church and get a lot of their followers back on Easter Sunday, and to uh, you know aid in the rehabilitation efforts. They've uh, hired a documentarian who, in just like a, I mean, and just a real sign of hubris, a real documentarian that apparently wins <laughs> awards at festivals and stuff, thinking that this person is going to you know document their path back to glory. And so a lot of the a, a lot of the movie is shot in like a different aspect ratio as they are being filmed, and but and while parts of it aren't as well, but that's someone that's there, and that is kind of a plot point in and of itself. The cat in some certain ways throughout the movie and we see them as they try and kind of rebuild things back up they deal with a, a neighboring church that's on the rise with a sim with a, with a younger couple and uh dealing with their ongoing their congregants and the fallout from the scandal i guess mo where i want to start with this movie i want to give uh as much as you feel comfortable talking about it because when i first asked you if you wanted to do this it was because i'd been referred to you by our friends josh and daniel as someone that would be good to talk about this i think them implying that maybe you were uh, brought up a little more religious than them so uh uh, to the extent that you feel comfortable uh, discussing it, can you explain what your, uh, give us a little context for your religious upbringing, even if you do not belong to a megachurch, I'm guessing you at least have a little more familiarity with this particular corner of Christianity than a, a white reformed Jew such as myself would. So <laughs> I'm curious if uh, just kind of, you saw the trailer and your response to me was, oh, I can do this with a capital D-O. So I'm guessing you least <laughs> have, uh, you, I'm sure you have your own thoughts on religion and how it's kind of uh, changed for you as you grow up. But I'm a little curious, kind of, do you have any experience with mega churches have you ever been in one uh or kind of like what's in in what's your uh and what kind of how were you kind of raised as far as uh the religious upbringing in your family
1: yeah sure so i could say that uh i don't have too much uh experience going to mega churches <laughs> most of the churches that i would describe would be a little bit more medium-sized sort of mm-hmm. situations where you could say like you know a few hundred maybe on the bigger end a couple thousand attendees right but for the most part well maybe the one that we did go into in atlanta was uh bordering on mega church because it yeah. was pretty big but yeah you know i would say that like for the most part i have experience uh experiencing mega churches. we had tbn in my house so oh. there would be uh revival sermons like benny hymn not sure if you've heard of Him, but like a really big, like evangelical, like miracles pastor that would, you know, put hands on people, people would fall on the floor and be like, he's healed, you know. (laughs) Uh T D Jakes, what's his name? Creflo Dollar, Eddie Long. So those are like the black powerhouse pastors Mm -hmm. that I have like at least uh grown up uh seeing on TV from time to time. And then you have like the really big uh more mainstream famous ones like John Hagee. Joel Oldstein. I'm not sure if you've heard his name uh
0: yeah he's one that actually just has <laughs> had a little more uh, public scandal in the last five years than some. and some mm-hmm. you should say uh Lee Curtis exactly. is kind of based on like an amalgamation of leaders of churches throughout Atlanta and I think a specific one I actually don't have the name off the top of my head who like was involved in a similar scandal to the one that isn't the subject of this movie so this is kind of inspired yeah. by some true events but like is I wouldn't go further than that like they kind of make it a right. story
1: Yeah, I I immediately started to clock the similarities because they reminded me definitely of a pastor that like I definitely saw on TV. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, so that whole vibe, extremely familiar, the really expensive like facilities, the large grounds, the uh, inexplicably wealthy pastor, um, (laughs) you know, I think uh, one time I heard, I forgot the name of it, but he was like a Ohio pastor or whatever, who was relatively famous. And he was like, oh, like I have my private jet because sometimes it's just so hard to pray with all these like demonic spirits around being coach. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's so, you know, well, you can tell that there's like a lot of grift in this sort of sphere of uh of. Of religion, well, it
0: sounds country. like it sounds like you're at least adjacent to some of this stuff and had some of this media around you, even to a greater extent than uh, than, than I ever did. Because, like, I mean, I, I I'm not only a Jewish person. I while I currently live in South Florida, I was raised in the Panhandle of Florida, which is mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, I was uh, I was just as much of a of a minority as you might have been in certain rooms growing up. Because I was one of three Jews in a graduating class of 350 people. So, I, sure. I it's just such a different religious upbringing, I guess, uh, from like from most people I ever come into contact with. It from any other Part of the country being like a Jew from an area that's like ninety nine percent just Christian, and so I'm curious. I guess I'm curious. Then uh, hearing you kind of make tell that particular story about that pastor, um, and, and then having watched this movie, what what do you think this movie kind of like you know or. I- it's a two part question. First, was there a point at which you kind of became more cynical about these leaders in certain ways and that you oh. specifically remember kind of having that kind of like moment or thought based on something you heard in the media or, uh, or, or, or something you personally heard one of them said, say, or, and, and what do you think this movie kind of like really kind of maybe gets right based on like kind of your current understanding of how a lot of these places operate?
1: Yeah, so I think the thing that the movie gets uh very well is like the performance of these pastors. And I don't want to like be too too disparaging because yeah, I'm not here to make like, you shit on religion. This is a specific story. <laughs> like, I
0: mean there are certain places yeah. where it's like there probably are real life analogs, you know. Right.
1: Yeah, because you know, by the end of the days, uh some of these are legitimate like spiritual leaders and they mm-hmm. uh and people do look up to them and stuff like that. But the performance aspect of a big southern church Mm -hmm. is a high high like you know aspect of it because you you're bringing in people from like all over like large populations of people uh you have to keep them engaged and so the pastors just you know sometimes they may start like with you know we're just preaching the word and then the it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets grander and you can see at some point that they, you know, like the band is like playing really emotional music and like uh, the, you know, the, in the movie itself, the kid references, you know, I loved going to theater. Right. And then there's another uh, point in which he references like doing mime worship and stuff like that, you know, because mm. like a lot of these like churches do believe that they have to, put on a real show for people to come in. And so, you know, and that's something that like uh, Lee Curtis struggles with once uh, this, once he's trying to come back after the scandal is what's the big hit that he's going to be able to like produce in order to uh, draw people back in, you know, because that was what draw people in, drew people in in the first place.
0: Yeah yeah i mean i mean performances are a good place to start so i'm glad you mentioned that first i mean like i saw so i i think probably like most of the general public probably mostly knows sterling k brown from this is us which is a show i can say i've never watched a second of i don't know if you have any familiar mm-hmm. with this is us um but like Not from my understanding of it it's a fairly wholesome show and he plays like the perfect husband so it's kind of mm-hmm. i mean i know him from like other things like i I first saw him in the people versus oj simpson i don't know if you ever watched that uh miniseries where he played chris darden and um and then and then he was in uh and then he's obviously in black panther he was in waves um Mm -hmm. which wave i I, you should watch waves that's an indie movie i'm guessing you probably didn't see it because it's no one saw it like made like maybe two million dollars i did do a podcast with daniel on it but it's about like this uh he plays like the the dad of like this fairly it's actually you're because you're from like the you're from south florida too right and so it's like it's like a he put in waves he plays like a dad who's like maybe a little flawed of like a, it's just like a regular like upper middle class black family in like Davy basically. And like the dad runs a construction company, but like his kids just get into some shit and he has to mm-hmm. kind of deal with it. And it's like a really interesting performance, and he's like kind of flawed, but not as flawed as he is here. And it's it's it was kind of cool to see him like go into that mode where he'd mostly been like likable guys where I'd ever seen him before, and he had to play like such a complex character in this movie. And I and I and I really think he does that well. And like I mean, for as complex as everything that guy has going on, I think there's almost just as much to talk about it as his wife. And I think Regina Hall is pretty great in this movie too as like her own specific archetype which i mean again i can't really claim to know what the first lady of one of these churches would be but like you know i i kind of i really get what she's going through based on everything she's doing i think there's one particular scene in a mall that might be like one of the best scenes i've seen in a movie all year uh Mm -hmm. so like i think like i think these people like even if for someone like me who to whom this world is very foreign i think they did a really good job of like conveying what it would be like to have, have some such a station in life and then have it like altered in the way theirs has been
1: yeah no it, it's 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 very um it's very familiar and it's very uh striking I I really did enjoy her character a lot because you know um like big megachurch scandals are a thing that have uh that have like you know popped up from time to time and you know you would ask like at what point did I start to like become really skeptical of these people I would say probably, like, around, like, 16 or 17, when, like, a lot of these uh scandals started to drop back-to-back. Uh, 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 back. Mm. And, like, it's always interesting seeing, like, uh what the wife of the pastor is going to do, or how they're going to respond. Because usually the wife of the pastor is the pastor's, like, biggest asset. They make the women feel very comfortable. They make the um they play a big role in being able to to foster this like family welcome environment uh this idea that this is a pastor that like knows what he's doing and can like counsel you on marriage and family and things of life is is usually because they have like an active wife that seems to enjoy him you know like that's that's the
0: big part of the cell.
1: You know, and I think, like,
0: and I think that's why it's like such a hard, like a complicated performance she has to give because he seems like you. I like how you phrase that. He seems like he enjoys her and has to outwardly really, uh, express how much value she he thinks she has. But we're given all these peeks behind the curtain about how it's really not exactly what it seems and how he is right. like honestly like it, it takes her for granted a ton.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, and like it's it's definitely um, it's it's definitely a situation where. Uh, they uh, oftentimes can feel like politicians. It's it's almost like people who, uh, you know, I I think a good uh, a, a audience this movie would appeal to are the people who believe that like you know Michelle Obama would uh, should run for president or is like kind of like uh, almost the brains behind the operation of the Obama presidency because it's like it, it's like that stabilizing uh, like very down-to-earth force so that like the husband can go out and be the superstar you need somebody that's going to be able to like uh to like make that little bridge like uh, add that extra bit of connection as well
0: completely and i see how someone could come away within the world of this movie but also watching this movie and like becoming very impressed with that figure that she is but at the same time i I think you got to give the movie credit for like uh even finding her more complex than that, because she mm-hmm. she is also very flawed in that, it, like it makes it very clear that like she has a possible exit ramp and like, I mean, I'm sure there, I mean, she could, she could divorce him and uh, maybe take him for a lot of his worth before he has to like solve his legal issues. And she doesn't do that. And, uh, because and, and,
1: she's as invested in this as he is. And that's the key mm-hmm. piece in that. And that's, and that's what makes it, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, 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 compelling than uh, it probably would have been is the idea that, like, you know, she, like, this is hers as well and that she has as much to lose as he does. And so she's willing to, like, go to any lengths and, like, you know, uh, like, justify any sort of situation because, like, this this is her, like, it's, about as much getting him on top, uh, as it is getting her on top as well.
0: Right, like she, but by well by by doing that for him, like she gets that perch again and i because i think she would probably be financially okay if she just like left him and tried to get some money in the divorce but like she likes that station she likes being that important to the community and so that's why she kind of like sticks it out if it was just money and nothing else and we're, we're shown how much she loves the finer things in life but it was if it was really just money i think she would leave and like she expresses that to her mom in a scene at a certain point and i think it's i i and i think like i think part of that is the complex nature of religion and again I'm I'm a little ignorant in this department as a Jewish person but I know certain parts of Christianity are like very 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 against divorce and I I, I know that especially for much so for Catholics uh I don't and I, they're baptists right I don't know exactly if it's the same in uh for 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 Baptists um it's, well, actually it's the they, same
1: for pro, for a lot of Protestant uh, okay. religions yeah well they
0: they, they also uh, they also uh made the point about how like I guess he was Baptist and she was a polyist a ap- Am I saying that right? Uh, yeah. a polycystic And I actually didn't even know what that meant when I was watching mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, but, but like, she, so she is coming into it from a different place, but it doesn't even really matter at the end of the day. Her mom's like, no, we don't do that you know uh, exactly so yeah it's like there's there's these external pressures and all from from those kind of forces but also just like she is driven like on to some extent by greed and that doesn't make her a bad person necessarily It just makes her like a complicated one and i i think she did a very good job of like portraying that struggle
1: yeah yeah no i i think she did you know uh because yeah there is a point in which you do even though like she's fully complicit you do feel bad for her she's not Really afforded a support structure to leave this man if she decides to. Yeah, she has even to when, when her mom, when,
0: especially when her mom won't even get behind her for it. You know? Yeah,
1: exactly, um, exactly. So, yeah. what,
0: what, what did you think about the? I think the last thing I'll ask you, maybe before we even jump into sports section, is uh what did you think about like the rest of this community and uh, how they built it up because. I'm of two minds on it. Like, I think one of the, like, maybe the weaker parts of the movie is that maybe could have had a little more scope. Um, have, have you ever watched, do you, do you watch or have you ever tried to watch The Righteous Gemstones on HBO Max?
1: No, I haven't watched it. Um, I've, I've heard about it a little bit, but I, I agree with you in terms of, like, in, in terms of, like, the, the uh, thinness of the movie. You know, I, I feel like it. there were two directions it could go on. You could either like have more of a star studded cast so you could get more character for them to like play off of a little bit or you could like show us like the a lot more people. I just feel like yeah. character wise it was thin because um like you don't necessarily you don't necessarily feel the impact of how much they sort of like meant to the community or how how much of a staple they were you see yeah. glimpses of it here and there but it doesn't feel the same way with just not as many people
0: right know? well i guess there's two different issues there i think one yes as far as like uh well as, as far as like what they mean the community i think there could have been a, maybe a little more in the movie about like what even draws someone in like this where they are maybe more even devoted to a particular uh, uh pastor than they are a sect of christianity or or the in a specific church or something like that and how someone builds that connection i don't know if i really felt that because we're just giving this to about five and and but then you also made the point about like it being a star study cast i don't know if I, I hadn't even really necessarily thought of that but like if you had a couple more recognizable faces show up in those roles maybe it means a little more something or maybe then they feel compelled to make it more a, a more well-written character whereas like you don't really get a lot from those people that show up you get a couple of the old people being like i don't believe those allegations and then um, and and then like a couple and then a ha- couple of other people who I have saw the movie two two days ago I don't even remember exactly what their defining trait was so I I guess I I struggled a little bit with that with those five people and I could have maybe done a little more with them just to get a better sense of this community I mentioned Righteous Gemstones because I mean they have a very big budget uh, it's HBO and they give that show a big budget because the guys that make that show are, are, have done a lot for them between uh, it's like what Danny McBride production with um, they've done Eastbound and down, they've done vice principals. They've earned that cachet with HBO and it's a mass, it's about this massive uh, mega church. And um, I, I think, actually, I, I can't, actually I'm not remembering off the top of my head. I know they shoot in, they shoot in South Carolina. I don't know. Uh, I can't remember if it's set there in Texas, uh, but in, in, in any event, they uh, it, it's just it's just uh, a huge scope, and you have a deeper sense of that community. I don't know if I really got that here, and at, so at the same time, like I'm like I I think they maybe could have done a little more in that department. One, may, may, I'm, maybe it's not something to blame the filmmakers for because maybe it's just the budget they had. Two, maybe it was a COVID thing because like you think about like mega church, you think about a big crowded uh, uh you think about a big crowded service people running around and you know hooting and hollering and uh maybe you can't really put that many people in a room when your movie filmed in the first half of 2021 when we like had the vaccine uh, but you know uh, who knows what the covid protocols were i mean I, i'm just man. i'm just kind of vamping wondering trying not to like fault them too much but it's like you know when you think about it hey it's a movie about a mega church, and like how many scenes in this movie are there where there's like more than five people in a room uh, exactly there's a, there's a movie that there's a scene that takes place a very important scene i think we'll talk about in this for a section that takes place on a, in, a, in an indoor basketball gym that's like a very big room with two people essentially um and then like there's all these other big scenes where it's just two people in, a, in this massive uh in this massive church there's seven people in this massive church when you add in those five and and like nothing else so everyone can be pretty spread out in that big room so I mean, like, I just think that's one thing they could have like given us a better sense for this community that abandoned them and like why they and why they would stick with them or why they wouldn't. I mean, we're kind of led to believe why they may not stick with them by the end of the movie. You kind of get the idea to sit based on like how things are going for them. But like, I feel like you could have maybe just like gotten a better feeling for where they were coming from, you know.
1: Yeah, like you know, there's like a mega church has like a lot of parts. It's not just pastor and wife, there's worship director. There's, like, I know in the beginning of the movie, they conveniently say he fired all the beans, but you still have, like, ushers. You still have, uh, like, you know, children's pastor or youth pastor or whatever. You still have, like, a whole bunch of people that have to staff and run it. And those people are really devoted people, you know? Like, even, like, in times of big scandal, like, complete and total abandonment is very very rare right so if they did if they if they did
0: fire if they if they did fire them maybe we could have had a few scenes of him like trying to go get some people back because like that was gonna be but yeah i guess i just thought like uh that would have given you an opportunity to introduce another couple of characters, even without putting a, a shit ton of people in a room and just being right. like, hey, here's him trying to go get like the like who's who's even managing the finances for the church. You know, it's, exactly. it's, 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 I mean, like we're not led to believe that like that is like the, like they're they obviously ha- had a bit of a financial windfall when they were in their heyday. We aren't like really showing them being the the actual brains behind the business operations of the thing. Like, where's that person? Like, did they did, where, where did they go off to? What is their actual financial situation? Situation at this point to be able to even restart this thing they're, they probably are going to need some people to help them with that or what about just the people that like staff a building that's that massive like they're not maintaining that on their own uh, or like you said like other kind of like you know youth pastors or whoever it might be like there are other people there and there could have been some scenes where you got a sense for like how they reacted to a scandal like this and I just think it made the world feel a little small and it maybe wouldn't have even cost that much money to like add in a couple of scenes like that I'm not saying you have to bring in some massive actors you have to pay a lot of money to or even have a big scene with everyone you know thousands of people in the church like there's ways around it where you still could have made the community feel a little more well-rounded like like i said right. I think there, that, that scene in the mall where she runs into the person that did leave that was like one of my favorite scenes of the movie not just because yeah. I, I i enjoy a good bless your heart as a, like a its own double entendre but because like it was kind of interesting to see how someone react to them someone that clearly like they, they clearly meant a lot to this woman at one point probably but she had no problem jumping ship so I, right. I, I think there's like other ways to have like given a sense for like where all of these people went. Cause it's like, even at the end, like I think at one point they do say they might've had 25,000 people at some point. And, uh, and, and then later they're like, Oh yeah, I'm hoping 500 show up. It's like, well, I mean, like there's a lot of rumor in there for like for us to get a little explanation for like how you lost them that fast. Cause I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to ask the question in, in the spoiler section. Like, do you actually think this would kill a church? Cause I think that's something people have been talking about. <laughs> But, you know, it's right. just, I feel like they could have, like, you know, just maybe done a little more to, like, make this thing feel a little well rounded. I mean, the movie is, I, I i don't think the movie's not even, it's not necessarily a long movie. It's not two hours, but I think there was enough space within this runtime to, like, maybe, like, do a little more filling, coloring in the community a little more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really, it, it's really interesting and it's really uh, strange. Like, you, you know, there's usually, like, a lot of people that the pastor and the pastor's wife have to uh, like know intimately and are supported by. And really it would be a really like powerful, like it would be a little bit more impactful if the lady wasn't just like a former like congregate, somebody who just went to the church and if she was like the children's like ministry person, you know, or she ran the daycare or something like that, like, like something that shows that like, like these uh the rival church is like stealing our people not just like our church goers but like our actual like infrastructure you know and the movie didn't need needed to do more to support like the infrastructure of a church you
0: know I, and i i really actually did enjoy every time they went to the uh to the sumter couple who are mm-hmm. the ones that are like starting up this church that are, are presumably going to take a lot of the congregants away from the child's and there I, I just got such a kick out of like watching them being interviewed by the documentary and like trying not to seem really happy about it and trying mm-hmm. to really take the high road but when they were obviously like kind of excited about the, the everything and like just trying to like really like rein it in I I got I got I got a real kick I got a real kick out of that so um you're getting a kind of a sense for like what these other people's options may be would have been cool to like you know just uh kind of see what that process was like of whether it be recruiting people or Maybe they recruited some of their staff away from them. I I, I don't know, but like these people are m- moving into a new building and launching their own church on the same day, and that becomes a plot point. It's mm-hmm. like I'm sure they wouldn't have minded like taking a couple of the people that were helping run this other mega church in the neighborhood for so long. So yeah, there's just plenty of room there to like kind of expand that world. Um, mm-hmm. uh, did did you, did you have any other uh, thoughts about a um any other any other like non-sporly thoughts about the movie things you want to touch on that we didn't already get to? Um.
1: Hmm. Uh not off the top of my head. Uh I, I think that the movie was hilarious. I'll I'll say that. It was it was a lot of uh just funny what little do scenarios laugh, and- what
0: did you laugh at the most aside from like them showing off their closet? Because I was like it really went broad with that. I mean, I thought that was pretty funny too. I, I, yeah. I actually got a real kick out of like just how like that I mentioned the thing about the documentary in the beginning. I got a kick of like how just like tone deaf and oblivious they were. Yeah, um, and like, and like that. They the show one point where they show them sitting in their chairs, and I, I, I got a huge kick out of that uh and like it's like they're fucking thrown it's like and they're doing it (laughs) unironically. and there's that but also just the fact that they think it's a good idea and they think they can control everything that this award-winning documentarian is going to do they don't have the foresight to think that that person might want to do something that's more of an expose than a hagiography like Mm -hmm. got it i got i got a huge kick out of like them just kind of being a little oblivious that was like what made me laugh the most
1: uh for me it was like the baptism scene (laughs) where yeah like where they're like in the uh where he's like doing like a dry run with the with the five and like the girl like uh is first he's like you know performing a miracle and some of the stuff that he says like some of the like little jokes that i feel like you know maybe it's a little bit more of like christian jokes or something like that but it was like uh, a woman who Gave birth to the first sin, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, you know," and like all those other stuff. And then, like when he like you know takes off like his clothes so he could go into the tank to be baptized, and you could tell that the wife was like contemplating like drowning him in there, like that. That was comedy, uh. You know, the nut to few bucks scene, pretty pretty funny. Uh, yeah, no, it's just there's there were just like moments of stuff like uh and like when his vision of like what to, his final vision of what to attract uh, churchgoers to the uh, to the church, which like had his wife doing like the performance and you see the makeup on her face. Like all of those little things that killed really me. Yeah, because
0: it says a lot about like uh, her station in this marriage and how mm-hmm. he is just uh, subjugating herself way too much. Um, yeah. It's, it's funny, but darkly funny uh, at the same oh, yeah. time. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, so I mean, I, I, I do for anyone that hasn't watched the movie yet it sounds like uh, it sounds like mo you would definitely recommend people check it out if they have the chance to see it in theaters at the point that like uh, we are it, it should still be hanging around because like we're in September right now it's a very slow movie month like things pick up in October so I think even if like even if it is on Peacock I think it'll stay in we're gonna be I'm gonna be posting this like next week as of the time we're recording right now so I think at that point it should still be around for at least another weekend. Uh, and if not, you can, you'll can you be able to get it on Peacock, um, which, uh, I, I don't know how many people have Peacock, but, like, it's, you know, if you have Comcast or you know someone that has Comcast, you can get Peacock. Uh, so I think we both recommend people check this out, but, like, I, 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 we've been talking around some spoilers in the movie that I kind of want to get to, and I think people can... Uh, th- but, like, I think, like, we've kind of given people a decent idea of what this is about, because regardless of the scandal itself, like, it still has... It, it's still, like, an interesting look at, like, a very particular kind of community and how... Uh, and and just the 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 humor that's inherent to that, but also kind of like some of the problematic nature uh, that comes with that as well. And I think it's definitely worth checking out for all that stuff. And you should go watch the movie and then come back and finish listening to Mo and I talk. But like I want to co- I want I want I want to dive into some of the spoiler stuff with Mo. So if you care about that stuff, you can go away now and then come back a little later. Mo, I guess where I'm going to start with you uh, as we talk about like the remaining portions of this movie is I want to know is there a certain moment where like the actual kind of nature of this actual scandal became pretty clear to you because the movie takes its time uh kind of uh, revealing specifically what it was that Pastor Childs was involved in.
1: It's, it's bits and pieces. Um But, um you know, the first thing is like when the, re- like at the beginning of the movie where like the reporter asks, uh, will you stay with him to his wife, Trinity? And I was like, okay, sexual in nature, immediate, you know, and then they like reveal that it's sexual misconduct. And yeah. then and then you get to a point where um I don't know which scene was first, but I, I believe the the sermon about um homosexuality was first, and then you see him struggle in bed, and I'm like, Oh, this is about young men. Like it immediately popped into my head, and I was like all right, I know I know who they're basing this off of. They're basing it off of Pastor Eddie Long. Like, you know, uh, I forgot the name of his church, but he was also kind of involved with uh, with younger men and had allegations of sexual misconduct and all this other stuff. Like, it was immediately where, like, the, the struggle in bed right after the homosexuality sermon, I was like, yeah, I... I
0: I actually, I actually caught on way later than that because I misheard something earlier in the movie.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: so when they and, and then it c- colored the way I watched the rest of the movie, and I like had to watch it again to like uh, fully kind of put a lot of other moments in context. Because there's a moment early in the movie where you become where it it's sexual in nature. You don't know exactly how, and then they, they say at the uh um they, they say like you're it's like an exterior shot at the house when they're on the phone with their lawyer. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, we've settled for who's the holdout and then he says uh just khalil and Mm -hmm. i misheard it as jesse i don't know why and and and, and then and then he was like well if he's gonna be like that he's gonna be like that even though they said right after that if he's gonna be like that then that's how he's gonna be i thought they were like talking about jesse as a girl's lawyer for a second so like that like kind of confused me so i just kind of spent a lot of the movie thinking it was like about uh this guy like just like uh, had inappropriate sexual relations. I had heard some other comment about, like, young men before that. So at first I thought maybe it was, like, not even exclusive to one gender for a second, and but, like, or maybe just, like, about girls. And then I t- – so my read on the scene of him in bed was almost, like, I had, like, a different read on it, which was totally wrong. But I was like, oh, maybe this is, like, some kind of, like, this guy, like, having to, like in in a way it is – but not in the way I thought. Where it's like this guy is just like has some like real like toxic masculinity issues, and that's the only like he wants to like dominate a woman like that from behind. Was like the way- mm-hmm. and, and and that that was my read on that. And then like even when he has the scene in the gym with the uh with, with the uh with the guy who uh and like he's like touches his face and is like telling him about grooming habits and stuff like that and how he stays younger. I thought it was him just being like, look, man, I'm like, I'm looking good for my age and I can, I'm still like, and I still look young and attractive. I thought he was just like trying to bro out with him in his own awkward way. Cause in then I mean, you go all the way back to like the beginning and how into the clothes he is. I mean, maybe that's supposed to be some kind of tell with like how much he's like mm-hmm. really, really admiring his own threads, but like, you know, that's, that's not exclusive to homosexual no. like straight guys like that stuff too. So I just thought this guy was just into grooming and uh, dressing and, 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 and grooming and uh, fashion and stuff like that. And there's no reason a heterosexual guy can't be like that too. So I just spent the movie just like kind of thinking this guy in the, the scene about homosexuality. I thought that was just in the moment I was like, Oh, this is just serving that purpose of showing us like, yeah, these people weren't like a progressive church or anything. Right and so i like had i had this read on everything I'm like oh this is like a necessary scene to show you that like this isn't like someone that had some kind of like impropriety but they like stand for all this good stuff these are like kind of hypocrites in a certain way too and okay. they think they're good people but they have this one like really problematic belief and then it was i honestly didn't like it really didn't even click to like much later in the movie um and like even when the wife was like oh you can't be generous like that after you had the scene in the gym i was like oh like i Is he just like, is she just talking about the fact they're kind of poor now because of these settlements and she didn't want him like paying this guy off for something and not realizing what that something was she had in mind. So I, like and like
1: the movie, you literally like, like, it was, it was a little oblivious, but you went like all the way through and then like kind of missed like the central sort of meat of the scandal.
0: Dude for like a movie, it it went over my head just because I misheard that one thing and thought he like had a victim named Jesse. And I nah, bro. I
1: uh, he yeah, had Regina. He re- had Regina Hall in his bed and couldn't perform. That is something. <laughs> yeah, <but> not, that,
0: <laughs> like... not that you know. Not that straight guys never have problems. <laughs> yeah,
1: performing, but too, you know, issues. Uh, so, yeah, of course, it, of course, it, 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 of course. It, 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 but...
0: So much more sense. When I got to the end, I'm like, oh. Oh, this is the this is Khalil, not Jesse. I,
1: yeah.
0: Like, so that was uh, luckily it was on Peacock, so I was able to go back and watch a lot of it. But like, I I I, I, I obviously recolored the way I watched the whole movie, and I was like, oh. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, I was like, well, would this kill a church? Once I got back to it, that was the thought I came back to because like during the that was the thought I was having during the movie where it's like, hey, if some if some pastor or some uh, like you know uh, hooks up with a couple of girls that aren't his wife, yeah, no mm-hmm. fucking way that ends a church but no. if it's like if, it, if it's like allegations of sexual like like sexual misconduct with um individuals of the same sex um uh, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe that would have a different feeling i but like that's something i've heard critics say was like i don't know if this would end a church i don't know what happened with the i actually don't know what happened with the uh the preacher that that actually inspired it that you were aware of i don't know what happened to his church but like that was a thought i was having, like oh i can actually kind of see why it would have this kind of effect maybe depending on how this congregation feels about homosexuality, that rumor could be pretty damaging.
1: So it would, it could definitely kill a pastor in the sense of his like image and standing. Absolutely. It could take down a pastor, but you see what I mean by like, that's why you kind of need more from the congregation in terms of like, like who's who makes up like the other structure of the church, because even if it could kill a pastor and it could severely damage a church there's usually like a young hungry couple or i mean young hungry pastor that comes in and just steps up and and steps up and and takes charge uh sometimes the deacons meet together and like appoint that person which again he said he fired the deacons or whatever but like usually there's there's like a uh, like if if the pastor is going to go away for a while usually like there's a a substitute like the church it, it's hard for a church to die even in the sense of like straight up ob- like you know crazy allegations like it would get weaker it might die over time but the church continues the pastor just goes away for a while uh if he ever comes back at all
0: yeah yeah i yeah, I guess i it was some, it was something i thought about a lot because like i was just like um man like I, I i do wonder like how these people would react to something like that but it, it, it kind of goes back to what you're saying about like the the um just the community like maybe not being big enough in the movie it's like wouldn't there be some other kind of figure that would try and like you know like save things temporarily or something like that mm-hmm. uh, and, and I, I get it that was kind of a throw line about the firing but it's like hey wouldn't there be like some kind of other like wouldn't there be some someone else up here to like try and take that mantle or something like that but i guess like at the same time we're led to believe these people really value their positions and their standing and they might do that Mm -hmm. as like some kind of self-preservation thing and then they might uh they might have enough hubris to try something like this
1: uh so and 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 that's the and that's the funny thing is that like come to think of it i feel like there's a better movie where what were the rival church pastor's names the The summoners yeah I feel like there's a better movie where the Sumters have taken over and are running things and they're trying to get back on top and the Sumters aren't going to let it go. Like, I feel like there's a better movie there because that one that's like more true to how that would go. That's more true to life. And then two, it really can like build this real clash where you, you have like, you you'll have like a war inside the church where people are trying to stay with the old guard and people are loyal to the old guard and then you have like the people who are like with the visionaries you know well, the that, yeah, at that, at that the point, dueling pastors
0: I agree in some ways that there there are certain parts of that that might be more fun watching I think I just think they if it, if it is like if if a movie is like that it's maybe more about it's maybe just more about the business and the competition than it would end up being about like looking inward on this this couple and that's mm-hmm. what the filmmakers had, like, such an interest in. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, like, I'm wondering, like, and I I, I feel like because they, they give him so much time to, like, give these sermons and uh, practice these sermons about how he's a sinner and this and that. And then how he's, uh, and then, and then have, and then, like, there's one scene where he's just, like, sitting in the office, I guess, just talking straight to the documentarian where he, he, he actually says at one point, uh, basically, uh, I did mentor those individuals who are now also bothered. I was a light and a guiding force in their lives. That's all that was, was me being a giver. And it's like, you actually maybe believe he has maybe convinced himself of this. And it's like, I think the movie is trying to like reckon with the fact that like, hey, is there ever re- like, cause that's the other thing. It's like, they, they still keep it murky as to the nature of the offense a little bit. Yeah, in that it's yeah like, they one, do. One, these guys are, they, they make it clear that the the victims are adults. Mm-hmm. And for whatever that's worth, that doesn't mean you can't be sexually abused if you're an adult, but one, it's not a, it's not a pedophile thing. I think they make that pretty clear. Like, I mean, while, yeah, they're going to deny it, even if it is true, like they make it clear that the people were, that that the victims were 18 when it's like, okay, so like, it seems like it's more of an issue. Maybe he just kind of like used his power to pressure them into something. We never mm-hmm. knew exactly what that was, but he used his power and money to get whatever that was. So they mm-hmm. murky, so you can have to think about, like, is there any way for this guy to ever get any kind of redemption if whatever he did wasn't enough to put him in jail? And I right. don't know what that was. And I think the movie kind of wants you to reckon with that as you're seeing him reckon with it. And I think, like, it's interesting because, like, again, it's a complicated portrait of who this guy is. And that, like, I think he can say all that stuff. And then he, the next line he says is, But I am a sinner, but I'm not a pedophile. And it's like, that's such an easy thing to say. Like, I'm a sinner. But, like, mm-hmm. actually, like, you know, having any kind of repentance or actual genuine remorse or uh mm-hmm. seek forgiveness in a genuine way like there's none of that it's like it's such an easy way for him to like try and like not just like blanketly absolve himself of wrongdoing in a way that seems non-genuine he can just say oh, well i'm a sinner we're all sinners it's like well mm-hmm. nah, that's, uh, that, that's a little too convenient and it's, like, you're having to, like, kind of reckon with, like, what would redemption look like for a, guy, for a guy like this? And I think that's what the movie is awfully concerned with, and not that it has an obligation to provide us with an answer, but I think it's, like, more interested in that and, like, what role the wife plays in this as opposed to, like, you know, the fight for the church. Because I feel like, I don't know how you felt, but like I felt, like, pretty, like, relatively early in the runtime compared to the end of the movie. I felt like, yeah, there's not going to be anyone at this fucking service. Um, it yeah. seemed like they, they they didn't have it, you know? They, they
1: they didn't have it at all um at least to like reopen and such um, and it it's it's surprising because like I said, like uh closing down a church for a year will definitely like weaken your attendance and do everything like that, no doubt. but that's the other thing is the idea that the church would have to close for a year and it it made me like question. You know what really is the impact of this church, and I think that's what you know the Khalil uh, guy at the end says, where he's like, "This city doesn't need you" and stuff like that. Like you're nothing. Like this is pathetic and stuff like that. Because it's true. Everybody kind of moved on with their lives, and like you know, it wasn't like you know, if the if a tr- if a mega church like closes for a year you know, and like nobody's like trying to beg them to come back, nobody's trying to like, you know, encourage them or do anything like that, then it's not really that important. It's not really that impactful at all. And I feel like, you know, usually like the idea that like the, um, you know, the church would be like done for that long is a little bit crazy it's almost like they killed the church themselves you know yeah. by trying to hold on for so long and so hard and not necessarily like have like a transition plan in place or have a temporary like hold out in place they kind of killed their own church because like yeah. the church the church could continue there's even a path for him to come back as head pastor but like you know the the church can definitely continue with allegations like that
0: you know yeah I guess I guess the last thing I because we talked around it a little bit in the first part of the movie, but like now that we've like we're out in the spoiler section, did you have any additional thoughts on like all, all, on the on the first lady and like her actual decision to stay here? Because like at, at, there's a certain critical point in the movie later on where after the coil scene, where like she's standing in there and then kind of expressing her frustration again, and, and, the, and the and the the filmmaker says like, well, couldn't you just leave? And she's like, no, I no, I think she says something to the effect of uh no i'd rather kill him than leave him and yeah. uh and, and i think again it go, kind of goes to show like look uh man like w- we didn't talk about the first part of it but like yeah she's there for all the material things but at the same time she's still like kind of withstanding whatever issues in the bedroom that she has with him and mm-hmm. if, if, if if it was actually part of the if if, if, if like something where she like um you know <sighs> had any kind of agreement with him where she was allowed to go seek satisfaction elsewhere. I feel like they would have told us something like that. So yeah, uh, I, no, think, I think, I think this is a woman that's like stuck literally in this marriage and is being faithful to this man and is still sticking with him given all of these problems. And even to the extent this thing has become public. So, I mean, once all of that became apparent to you, what did you think of like how they kind of like played her decision to like, you know, try and kind of stick it out to the end, given what right. everything that we have come to know.
1: I feel like her righteous indignation is part of the stronger parts of the movie because Mm -hmm. it's, it's this, like, you know, we did so much for you people and like, we were so helpful and we're so impactful and we, you know, like they, they talk about it all the time. Like, you know, there were kids on the street that they were just trying to mentor like that Sterling was just trying to mentor. And like, you know, like there were uh people's who sold their saving you know quote unquote but like it's basically like she's the one that verbalized exactly what their problem with this whole thing is which is like y'all want us to fail we did so much for you we provided this beautiful uh shelter for you and now you are sitting there with the camera in our face gleefully watching us fail you know Mm -hmm. and like it was kind of like and so that whole little tirade, and like even like opening the church on Easter, or they decided to open the church a week early. It's almost like a middle finger to all of that. Like mm-hmm. you can't take us down. You can't. Uh, you can't. You, we won't give you the satisfaction or the pleasure to uh, to see us like roll away, or like beg, or like do anything. Because whatever we did does not um, stand up to everything that we've done for you before, you know? And I feel like that was a real, like that that was like a real way to convey how people who are under fire and under scandal in all walks of life, but especially in churches, uh, feel about that sometimes, especially the people who are loyal to them. I feel like the wife in this movie is representative of all the structure that I talk about like the people who are going to stay loyal and stick with the pastor and stand by him right i feel like she's like fully representative about all of that where like this is ours and how dare you try to take it from us
0: yeah I, yeah no i think that's like a that's almost a great note to end on because i feel like we 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 really didn't talk enough about Regina Hall and yeah probably <laughs> we we focused a little too much on other stuff and i'm glad you kind of like i'm glad i'm glad you expressed those thoughts because like i think she really is incredible but it's like the movie's asking like so much of her like we already talked about and like you know making us understand why she would stay with him seeing why she's still kind of flawed in that like she honestly could have an off-ramp but like we have to still sympathize with her and what those pressures are that are making him stay and i mean it's it's very complex and like i mean like in like that and just like to like have like that pride and to pick that pride on screen even though we see her get humiliated in like several different mm-hmm. uh points of this movie I mean oh, there's yeah. the, like the, the, I mean I mean we, we I mean there's the, there's the scene in bed we've now talked about there's the there is the the the, the miming uh makeup and all that that she actually goes along with that when she honestly does have the Uh, I mean, at that point, she kind of does have like the moral high ground in the marriage where I think at one point she does like just refuse to do something else for him. And I'm forgetting what it was. It was something outside the church where he was asking her to do something beside from that. And she's like, no, that's one thing. I'm look, I'm just not doing that. And I think he just Uh, take off the hat right right the hat thing god i forgot about the hat which is i mean it's all i can't believe we didn't even talk about the hat yet because i mean that scene in the mall was really good where she like first is getting it and that's telling us a lot about her um that she wants that but then right then is when she like uh i think she sees khalil outside the window at the mall and then that throws her and then she runs into the woman right after like she's just asked to do so much in that five minute stretch of the movie um Mm -hmm. but like but like yeah so she she has the backbone like like finally take a stand on the hat. But like, I mean, again, there's the scene in the bed. There's the scene with the mind makeup. There's the scene where she runs into the woman. Uh, There's the scene where she runs into the woman in the mall with the bless her heart's, uh, there's the there's when they actually go see the Sumters in person and that is uh, probably very humbling for them to have, them have to ask, ask them for something but like not sound too desperate like she is like put through the damn ringer but at the end she is still like standing tall and like yeah. I think they, they, they just put her through the gamut as a character and it just it, it just speaks volumes to like what it means to be in that position in that community and like and to like have that level of pride but like to have it out really even if who, who the hell knows what's going on in the inside with, the, with someone in her position
1: yeah. yeah and before we close to like just briefly touch on the sumters again uh yeah you know when they roll up on the church after that pretty hilarious nuck a few bucks scene mm-hmm. um like they step out the car and they just look at it and she said i remember when they were so minimal like not a threat you know and like she said, and, they're like, gonna take everything know, from us I think she said like, yeah i
0: think she says like they're gonna take it all from us they're, like they're
1: gonna take all from us i think like uh, he he also says like I you know I forget uh I I didn't realize how young they were, right? And so you can very much see like the terror. These are like wounded veteran lions being like pushed out of their pride by these like younger, stronger, hungry uh like uh all like also lions, you know, and they're they don't know how to deal with that they don't know what to do you know like it's and that's what makes all of their plans so grandiose and larger and larger and larger because they're just trying to like you know get back to a place where they kind of run things again they run the city you know from mm-hmm. the standpoint in which they work
0: yeah i mean i should say um hold on i let me get the shoot let me get the character let me get the character's name right but the um uh well that's a weird name i would have messed up anyway uh shakira sumter the wife is played by nicole Bahari, who is Mm -hmm. like a great actress she's actually in a movie she's also in a in a uh she's also in like in a different movie that i like i saw the same like less than a week before i saw this called breaking with john boyega about a, a marine who is like going through it with the va and takes a bank hostage and she plays one of the like the the manager of the bank like she's it, but she's like a great actress that's been in a lot of other things and um and uh her husband's played by uh confidence c-o-n-p-h-i-d-a-n-c who's an Nigerian american <coughs> actor writer comedian musician producer i was actually not that familiar with him Um, he was, Mm -hmm. I I didn't, I, but I, 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 I did see him, I guess I forgot he was in this, uh, he was in, uh, uh, he, he played the lead role in like, uh, an episode of little America, the Apple TV plus series from. Kumail Nanjiani and Emily Gordon, where he plays like a Nigerian immigrant that like goes to like is like an ex, a student at Oklahoma University or something like that. Um, right. So I, I I I'm not sure what else I I, I might have. I guess he popped up on a couple other things I know him from just looking at his IMDb right now. But like again, I really like their presence in the movie. I really like their presence in the movie and like the role they served. And we didn't talk a ton about them, but like I think we talked about kind of what they accomplished in like the the threat they posed to the um in, uh, to the Curtises and just like how they kind of handled themselves. They, they're just a very welcome presence and a movie with a very small cast. So it's, it's nice that they right. were fun to watch because there just wasn't a lot of other developed characters, though. Sounds like we both still like the movie anyway, you know? So
1: Yeah, yeah. A, a solid three three 3.5 out of 5.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Any other final thoughts, Mo, on uh, Hunk for Jesus, Save Your Soul?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it was just... It, it was a very fun movie. Um, you know, it wasn't super, super memorable, but <laughs> I feel like... Um, it was it was definitely like an interesting little like satire of mm-hmm. of mega churches, uh, so
0: yeah. yeah. Even if you didn't leave it feeling like five stars, I'm glad you saw it, and I'm and I enjoyed I enjoyed talking about it because I do think it's yeah. I'm 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 probably right in that same range as you if you were to give it like a a star rating. But like I still I still think it's like worth seeing because. Uh, you know, I, I, it's it, 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 it's 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 in the category of like these movies we talk about all the time that like you know uh, we want to we want to support we want it we want them to do well so they like make make more stuff in this range beyond beyond the superheroes franchise stuff etc etc oh, same say, say, <laughs> the same 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 disclaimers we always make but like in order for other stuff to get made people need to watch this stuff like this even if it's not mm-hmm. like a five star movie it, it has a lot of value it can it can spur an hour long discussion like we just had that I had a lot of fun with so there's definitely plenty to chew on even if you're not gonna come away from it being like that win the oscar you know so mm-hmm. uh mo as usual i'm gonna ask you is there anything else you've been watching recently you would like to recommend to the listeners before we get out of here
1: uh yeah um i've been watching untold stories recently i saw mm. the Manti Te'o tail one on netflix and the um what's it called the tim donicky one the Manti Te'o tail one was oh. really good
0: and okay so, so, so you're you're a big sports fan like me though so it's like i feel mm-hmm. like i mean I guess I have heard some sports fans talk about it, but like, I'm sure you followed the Manti story. I'm sure you followed the Manti Teo story when it broke in like 2012 or 2013 or whatever. So, do you think so? Like, I can see why that would be a really freaking wild story for someone that's like not a sports fan, but for someone like you that I'm sure followed the story at the time and I read the original Deadspin story and all that, does the untold like, did it give you enough new information that it was worth your time?
1: Oh, it was definitely worth your time. You should absolutely go see it. I'm, Mm -hmm. I think uh netflix's untold stories is doing a miniature 30 for 30 and uh oh. i I'm, I'm i'm digging the vibe so far
0: all right well we're giving our uh, we're giving our friend elijah even more plugs since he worked on a, a lot of that as well <laughs> even though even though he wasn't here with yes. us today so it's a, it's a it's a whole podcast devoted to his things uh my recommendation so i i've I started I i just became a paramount plus subscriber like two days ago mm-hmm. because i hadn't had it i hadn't really like cared enough about anything on cbs or whatever to get it before uh, but then they ran a special where it's like you can combine this with Showtime and pay up front, and then it, I and then the price that once you did that would be like the same amount I was already paying for Showtime. So I got it and I started watching Players, which is uh, did you ever watch American Vandal on Netflix? Yes. So uh, American Vandal, a very funny show about like these documentarians, ki- child, like basically teenage documentarians that go into high schools about, you know, uh, scams that were pulled off in the high school. And they do document- documentaries about it. It's a true crime spoof. Uh, the, the same guys behind that, Tony Ascenda and Dan Peralt, they did a show on, called Players for Paramount Plus, where it's like kind of a, a fake mockumentary thing about a season in the life of an esports team. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. I am not a huge gamer myself, and specifically like a League of Legends team. And I don't really know the first thing about League of Legends and a ton of the terminology went over my head, but they it's like they it's they treat this like ridiculous material and these like uh, like these like conflicts going on within this esports team like with the utmost amount of seriousness as if it was like a 30 for 30. So it like makes it really funny in that the way in the way they do it, the way they tell the story, the kind of the catalyst is like there's this team of like like basically like all like mostly white with a couple Asians uh, are on this team their owner who is also like the president of the Sacramento Kings uh he 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 signs a a young 16 or 17 year old player named Organism that's his uh, gamer name I guess uh he is from like he is from Philadelphia and he's like he's so he's like the he's like the one black guy that's getting brought into this team and he's like the he's going to be the new face of the team and it's like how they react to all of him and how it kind of like tears the team apart that they bring oh, in like this man. other one guy there to the team, and uh and like that kind of persistent precip- precipitates this team coming apart at the seams. Uh of so course. very funny. If you liked American Vandal and you think and, and you have any interest in esports, I think you probably enjoy it, but like I know nothing about esports, and I've still very much enjoyed the first three episodes of that okay. of, of this show. So if that if American Vandal is kind of in that kind of humor is your vibe. I recommend players on Paramount Plus. Uh, Mo, anything else you want to uh, plug social media wise or um, or anything like that?
1: Uh, not at the moment. I think All we're
0: right. good. All right, cool. As usual, I'm Josh Jernavoy, J O S H J U R N O V O Y on Twitter and Letterboxd. Podcast Twitter is at Rewind Movie Podcast email is uh, rewindmoviepod at gmail.com. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, I'm not exactly sure actually what's going to be the next episode. Like I, like I think I said before, uh, September is a very slow month, but, Mm -hmm. uh, rest, uh, I know our friend Daniel wants to do something on barbarian, that horror movie. Um, I don't really know anything about it, but like, you know, that might be our next option because I don't really know what else is coming out next weekend. Aside from that, or last weekend at the time you're listening to this, uh, cause we're kind of like, just that that's kind of the schedule we're on at the moment, but I'm sure we will have something. Uh, so thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Mo for joining me and we'll see you next time.